Hi everyone, welcome back to Neuropod. In this episode, we'll cover what Neuralink's done so far and some thoughts for what to expect out of the update event in a couple days on Friday, August 28th. I learned from Max Hodak's Twitter that the event's scheduled for 4 p.m. Pacific time. I highly recommend tuning in by going to Neuralink's website on Friday. Neuralink started to gain a bit more media traction recently, and it's probably due to the hype around Elon Musk, Tesla stock, the successful SpaceX launches, and this upcoming Neuralink event. The team's working on developing brain-machine interfaces, or connections between human brains and computers. The applications for these interfaces is numerous. In theory, they'd be able to eliminate the symptoms of brain-related diseases, like depression or dementia. They could improve mobility for people with missing limbs. The long-term ambition is to equip humans with computer-level data, so the possibility of computers outsmarting us would decrease to zero. In the context of artificial intelligence taking over humans, the mission statement of Neuralink is, if you can't beat them, join them. As of last year, Neuralink showed off the progress they'd made so far, and some of the aspirations they have for the future. The event occurred last July, and it lasted nearly two hours. The Neuralink leadership team took the stage in San Francisco, and they publicized much of what they'd kept under the wraps for the past couple years. In order to achieve a mature, fully functional brain-machine interface, there are several engineering problems that need to be solved in conjunction with each other. And Elon discussed this in an interview conducted last year by Lex Friedman. Elon says, the problems that we face at Neuralink are material science, electrical engineering, software development, mechanical engineering, and microfabrication. It's a bunch of engineering disciplines. If you're interested in listening to the entire interview, I'll include a link in the show notes below the video. Based on what we heard from the event, we could see that Elon was right. The tech that they unveiled took a handful of engineering disciplines to work together. First, Elon and Max Hodak, which is Neuralink's president, discussed the challenges at a high level. To first get access into the brain, you need thread connections that are extremely small. They're so small that a human can't place them into the brain with any precision. The Neuralink team developed a highly dense electrode thread that has 32 electrodes per thread, and also a corresponding robot to help insert those threads in good locations. Prior to the development of these threads, it was typical for patients to get a total of 10 to 20 electrodes during a surgical procedure. Elon told the audience they could achieve 1,000 electrodes and could see a pathway to even 10,000 electrodes. Having a three order of magnitude difference is just absurd. If any large public company achieved something similar, it'd be shared as the top news headline on every single site. Fortunately, I bet there's still significant room for improvement here. It wouldn't surprise me if the team announces on Friday that they're now consistently implanting 5,000 electrodes that are able to read and send electric signal information to and from the brain. And it also wouldn't surprise me if that was happening with human trials. After Max Hodak, Dr. Matt McDougall, the head neurosurgeon at Neuralink, talked about his experiences performing surgeries on patients. Typically, the surgeries he performs are really invasive. The skull is opened up, and there's less precision and less safety than if he were controlling a robot. Additionally, the deep brain stimulator electrodes he inserts are much, much wider than the Neuralink threads. 
50 years from now, can you imagine how crazy it'll be to look back at how invasive and imprecise these surgeries were? It's essentially like if LASIK was performed without a robot. That's how crazy it is. The reason I said it wouldn't surprise me if they've already been doing early human trials is because last year, an audience member asked Elon a question, and he said that they've already been able to control a monkey using the tech. Following Dr. McDougall was Vanessa Tolosa. She's the head of the Neural Interface Group. In her opening statement, Tolosa stated, Our team consists of engineers and material scientists who are responsible for making the probes that get implanted into tissue. The packaging for the electronics and integrating these two components together. We also do all the testing and characterization of these parts. She discusses the importance of creating a package that's airtight, small, flexible, stimulation-friendly, scalable, and long-lasting. These characteristics are clearly challenging to achieve, so it's super cool that she and her team have been able to design and manufacture probes to implant the threads so well. They're constantly having to deal with trade-offs when designing. I don't claim to be an expert in any of these topics, but my gut tells me that this group faces the most technically challenging problems. Because of this, I can't conceive of what progress they announce at the update event. If you have any ideas, let me know in the comments below the video or on Twitter. After Vanessa, the head of the implant systems team, shared how quickly he and his team have been able to go through design iterations at Neuralink. His name is DJ Su. This team is working on the tech to take the neural information from the electrodes out of the brain and also put information back into the brain. In order to do this, DJ's team is working on three primary components of the implant system. One, analog pixels. Two, on-chip spike detection. And three, stimulation on every channel. There's one analog pixel per electrode for better configuration. This choice seems like it leaves wiggle room for improvement in the future. Specifically, it wouldn't surprise me if they eventually find out a way to have one analog pixel per two electrodes, or five electrodes in the future. It's my understanding that there are improvements that would have to be made in a handful of other areas earlier in the process, but I'm going to be listening for developments in this space during the update event. As it is, the team has already been able to achieve a seven-fold improvement in the size of the analog pixel within just two years. With the ambition of making the entire system as wireless and low power as possible, they're transitioning away from a USB-C connector. As of this event last year, the algorithms they used enabled compression of neural data by 200 times. The last person to discuss his contributions to Neuralink was Philip Sabis. He spoke at a high level to indicate the previous technologies are converging to a point where the ambitions of Neuralink are becoming possible. With time, they'll likely be able to advance the tech much farther than they truly need to. However, a greater variety of applications will be possible with more advanced devices. The group then took questions from the audience. I thought the questions were pretty indicative of how most people are going to be thinking about Neuralink moving forward. Some questions were technical, some were very philosophical, and others were pretty skeptical. Hopefully we'll hear more about how far the tech has advanced in the past year, and also a little bit more on the philosophical side. I'm personally most curious about the applications for what they've developed, and also the testing that they've been able to perform.
If they've been able to implant some of these systems through human trials, then this tech is advancing quicker than most would have predicted. I also wouldn't mind if Elon and the team take some time to discourage any of the fears some people have about the tech advancing a little too quickly. For the initial trials, the patients essentially have no better options, so they might as well take the risk to help advance science. As the tech progresses, the procedures will become more elective, and those who want a procedure can pay to have one done. Explicitly, there's no one forcing anything upon anyone. As far as other potential announcements go, I expect the team to reiterate that they're still looking to hire the best talent out there. At a minimum, they'll be looking for folks with a material science background, electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, or microfabrication background. Elon often uses events like this to help stir up excitement and motivate folks who have previously been on the fringe, and then make them decide to take the leap and finally apply for a job. Hopefully they find some good talent and progress even faster than people expect. This past Saturday, a Twitter user asked Max if the team would surprise with an update equivalent to GPT-4. For those who aren't familiar, GPT-4 is the next iteration of an auto-regressive language model that uses deep learning to produce text. In plain English, it's a model from OpenAI that can stimulate text better than anything publicly seen before. Max's response is the shrug emoji. So I don't want to look into it that much, but there's potential that Neuralink's going to shed some light into different specific applications they've started exploring. We really just can't know for sure what's coming, as there haven't been as many clues given as with Tesla's battery day, per se. So we'll just have to wait and see when they make the announcements this Friday. Feel free to share your thoughts about what you expect them to announce in the comments below the video or on Twitter. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please share it. I try to make sure the content is super shareable for a wide range of audience members, regardless of what their technical knowledge level is. I'm hopeful that people like me, who are listeners of Tesla Daily, Hyperchange, and similar channels, are going to be interested enough in Neuralink, just like they are with Tesla, to follow this channel weekly. Thanks everyone for listening. I've noticed there are a bunch of listeners who are younger high school students or just starting college. I find this, this is super cool. I appreciate all the support and a special shout out to Chris, who's this channel's first Patreon supporter. Look out for a special episode recapping what Neuralink covers in their update event this Friday. Thanks again and see you at the next episode.